What's up, Hero family? This is Jarvis with another episode of The Hero's Journey. Uh, this week, I'm doing an installment um, called The Five Biggest Productivity Killers uh, in Life. And it's not just productivity killers. It's just the five biggest mistakes people do that just kill their ability to produce at the highest level that they're capable of. It it hinders their output. It prevents them from fulfilling their impact and their destiny. There are five main things that I've that I have found that gets people stuck, and 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 like helps them stay stuck. And a lot of times there are things that they don't even realize. And so this week I'm I'm going to lay out these are some of the probably the biggest revelations I've had in my life. Uh, and there are things that have allowed me once I've put some fixes in place they've allowed me to to really accelerate my growth in every area of my life in my finances in my fitness in my family life in my personal development every area of my life has exploded all because I've been able to identify where I was stuck in these five areas and and kind of you know help uh help put some things in place some processes and some some hacks if you will in place uh, that allowed me to to uh, to get unstuck on those areas. So I'm going to outline them all. And you know, a lot of it comes from my own personal experience. Uh, in the last several episodes, I kind of shared my whole journey of where uh, I got stuck in place. I was making a lot of money in life and I got real comfortable. I had all the toys. I had all the materialistic things. I had all the external validation. And at that point in life, I just got stuck. I, I got comfortable and I just kind of settled in and I stopped growing. I lost my hunger for achieving more and hitting more goals. And I kind of just sunk into this comfort zone and just stalled. And um, and then once I got back, you know, if you go back and listen to the, epi- the episode, it's really good. But I kind of share like how, every, you know, from that point forward, my life took this downward spiral. And then I got really aggressive again about how do I get unstuck? How do I get back into this really aggressive mode of pursuing goals? And that's where all this is going to come from. So for the next five episodes, I'm going to share my great, my five biggest revelations of what I was doing wrong in those moments and then what I did to fix them. And the, today's is probably I'm going to share my biggest one. It was the, the, the moment that really launched all of this for me. And it really, it was the ignition moment in my growth journey. And that was, I'm going to take you back to, um, I'm laying on my mom's couch. So at this point, I'm jobless. I had uh, got fired from my job. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. And I moved from our beautiful penthouse in downtown San Diego. And after bumming, you know, for a few weeks on friends' couches, you know, couldn't really find a a kind of a stable spot in in San Diego, I had to eventually move back to Chicago. And I'm there in Chicago, you know, back living in my mom's house, trying to figure it out, trying to put the pieces back back together again, trying to figure out what the next phase of Jarvis's journey is going to look like. And um, so that's when a friend introduced me to this book, saying, you know what, you need to read The Miracle Morning. 
you know, you might get something out of this. And the Miracle Morning, first of all, up until that point in my life, I never read a full book. Um, I'm pretty embarrassed to say this, but I kind of skated through school. School really came easy to me. I knew I could I found all the shortcuts. You know, I had um, concepts I could, you know, I was in. I had this very analytical engineering mind. So concepts I could pick up pretty quickly so I could really pretty easily, you know, pass exams and everything without putting much effort or studying into it. Um, For English class, I would just read the cliff notes of books and, and pretty much can write a great summary or article based on just picking up little nuggets from cliff notes. So I never really had to read a full book. And so I've never in my life read a book cover to cover. And so my my friend said, look, you need to read The Miracle Morning. I think you can get something out of it. And I said, okay. Um, Ordered it on Amazon. Two days later, it comes in the mail. And I picked this book up. And for two straight days, I couldn't put it down. So I had nothing else going on for myself. So I might as well just sit on the couch and read. So it took me about two days and I read the book cover to cover. When I say cover to cover, I mean everything from the preface to the table of contents to the introduction, you know, the the parts of the book you normally skip through. I read every single inch, every single word that was printed on every inch of that book from the front cover all the way to the back cover. And I, I couldn't put it down. And it just resonated with me. I, I don't know why, but at that moment in my life, Every word of that book resonated with me. And maybe it's because I could relate a lot to how the author of the book, his name is Hal Elrod. Um, and he went through a pretty similar experience as mine where he had he was, you know, a top rated sales rep for Cutco, um, one of the largest uh, knife selling companies in the, in the world. And he was a top sales rep, and then he went through a traumatic event. He had a car accident, and he was on life support, and I believe he died a few times on the, uh, the hospital, and they resuscitated him. And he had to figure out how to put his life back together again. And so he put together this framework of how to put the pieces of his back, life back together again to make sure that he to, to become a top performer. And that's exactly where I was in my life. I was at that exact moment. You know, our lives had paralleled. I didn't have a car accident, but I had a figurative. I didn't have a literal car accident in life, but I had a figurative car accident in life. I hit a figurative brick wall that shattered my life and landed me not in the hospital, but landed me on my mom's couch. Instead of laying in the hospital bed, I was laying on my cou- my mom's couch. And so there we were, Two former high performers having a traumatic life event and now trying to put the pieces together again. So maybe it was because I resonated so much with his story because it was exactly where I was in my story. And he kind of gave me this framework. And the, and the premise of the book is that all high achievers wake up early. If you look at all the highest achievers on earth, they all have one thing in common. They wake up early and they start the day with themselves. And up until this point in my life, I, I never really put an emphasis on what time I woke up. I just got up and I just got up and went, you know, whatever the first uh, obligation of the day was for me, I just woke up and right into it. As a matter of fact, I would snooze as long as I can until I was forced to get up. 
I, if I didn't have to get up for anything, I probably wouldn't get, would never get out of bed. I only got out of bed when I was forced to get up for an event, for a meeting, for something that I had to be present to. And so kind of listening to his story and, and, and as he lays out this framework of how to, how to, um, how to become the best version of yourself, he puts a really strong emphasis on if you really want to, to be the highest achiever, do you really want to, to max out your full potential, you got to get up early and work on yourself every day. You got to wake up early every day and work on yourself before you start working on anything else, before you start working on work, before you start addressing family, before you start tending to any event or going to any meeting, before your attention needs to be directed externally towards anything and anyone else, the first part of your day should be directing your attention internally at yourself, reflecting, journaling, meditating, exercising, working on building your foundation then you go out and you service the rest of the world. And I never really paid attention to how I started my day up until that point. Like I said, I was just, uh, you know, even with finding, even with in my career and being successful in my career, I didn't really have a strong framework to my morning. I would just get up and go, get up and go, get up and go. Like, oh, wake up, run it, wake up with my phone in my hand, wake up with my phone going through emails, wake up going right into social media. I always just woke up right into the world. I woke up right into my obligation, right into my responsibilities, right into my work and my tasks and my action items. I woke up right into whatever the chaos of the day was. And when I read this book, he broke it down simply and is that that's where people get stuck in the cycle. That's where you get stuck is that every day you just wake up immediately running and next thing you know, years of your life have passed by and you're still running in place. And boy, when, it, when I read that, it was it, a light bulb went off. Like, that's where I was. Years of my life had gone by and I was just running in place. Waking up running every day with no destination planned out, no plan, no, no vision, just running. And I was running on a treadmill. I wasn't actually moving forward. I was exerting a lot of energy, sprinting on a treadmill, but never going any distance. And that's kind of where I hit my brick wall in life. And I uh, got frustrated and kind of went off and drowned my disappointment in drugs and alcohol and, uh, and poor decisions was because I was frustrated from getting stuck on a treadmill of life. And how showed me that it was because I was waking up right into my obligations. That brings me to the very first biggest mistake that I made in life was that I was woke every day. I woke up right into my obligations. I woke up right into work emails. I woke up right into social media. I woke up right into having to run out, make breakfast and leave for work. And I never provided any buffer in my morning to start working on myself first. And so um, my very, very, very first big fix in life was to wake up one hour earlier to work on myself every morning. 
wake up one hour early than my first obligation. So if my first obligation was was at 7 a.m., the meaning that I had to start getting ready. And when I say first obligation, not what time I needed to be attentive, what time I needed to actually start getting ready for my first obligation. So if I needed to start getting ready for work at 7, then I had to prioritize being up by 6. So I had a full hour before I had to even start getting ready. For work. If, if my first obligation was to get to a, a spin class at 6 a.m., um, I needed to be up by 4.30 so I could have a full hour before I had to get ready to leave for spin at 5.30 a.m. You see, so I had to have a full hour of peace and solitude before I needed to get ready for my first obligation of the day. That tweak in my morning routine, in my morning structure, in my morning, how I started my day, changed everything for me. Every morning at this point, from that point forward, I had time. I had time for myself, to invest in myself. I would get up and I would start the day with a little meditation. And I didn't really know how to meditate. Um, when I read the book, you know, that was the first time I was even introduced to meditation. And so, but I just said, okay, I'll try it. And so I would just download one of the medit, I downloaded, uh, an app called insight timer It's a free meditation app. And, and they have all like literally have thousands of meditations for free on there. And I would just go in there and I would pick one, you know, I would pick every day. I would just pick a different meditation to do. They have tons of meditations for beginners. And so I wake up in the morning and I would go and sit into a quiet place and I would pull out my, my phone and I would pick one of the meditations and I would just click on it and listen to it. And so that would be about five to ten minutes. I'd do a little meditation. Then I'd pull my journal out and I would, and I would write my goals down and, um, and journal about it and kind of start blueprinting. Like Most of the time when I'm meditating, I'll come up with, I'll have visions and new ideas like my mind never sits still. My mind is still actively going, even as I'm meditating. So oftentimes I'll get some inspirations. And so I'll, I'll pull out my journal and I'll start journaling about it and blueprinting my future and mapping out my game plan and attack plans for the day. And then I would uh, exercise uh, and do a quick you know, routine right there in my house, just like a little high intensity you know, burpees or push-ups or something. And, but in all, every that whole process was only. Oh, and I would also read. Uh, my my goal was to read at least ten pages a day, which would take me about ten fifteen minutes, and so I would read, uh, and then do my exercise. So that was the whole process, and I did that every day. In that first hour, I woke up and I did that process. Then I got ready for work or uh, to to get ready to leave the house or go to a meeting or. Um, to do whatever else I had to do. But that first hour, I made it a religion that I had to be up for at least an hour before my attention had to be directed at anything else. And that first hour was just for me. And that, that is where the fire was lit for my life, was in that first hour of the day. The biggest mistake I had been making is that I wasn't providing time for myself every morning. I just woke up and went. I just woke up running. Biggest mistake was waking up right into the first obligation of the day. And the way I fixed it was to wake up one hour earlier than I needed to be up, uh, than I needed to get for, for my first uh, 
to get ready for my first obligation. One hour earlier every day. That was the, was the turning point in my life. And then that led me to, you know, under, unravel and uncover all the other things that I was doing wrong. So tomorrow, I'll show, in the next episode, I'll share my second biggest revelation of the biggest mistakes that I had been making. Uh, mistakes that you'll probably be making, things you might not even be aware of, might not even be surfacing as painful right now, but underneath, it's kind of chipping away at your foundation from you uh, achieving at the highest level you could be. Um, but tomorrow, I'm going to share the second biggest thing on the path uh, to, to your greatness. All right, heroes, see you in the next episode.